Today marks the start of early voting in North Carolina ahead of the March 5th primary. Six early voting sites in Orange County, the Seymour Senior Center, the Chapel Hill Public Library, Chapel of the Cross on Franklin Street downtown, 108 Bim Street in Carborough, that's right behind Town Hall, Orange Works at Hillsborough Commons on Mayo Street, and the Eflin Cheeks Community Center. If you're an Orange County voter, pick whichever one's more convenient to you. Polls are open from 8 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. today. You can visit our website, Chapelboro.com for all the info you need to cast your ballot. Chapel Hill police, meanwhile, have announced charges against three individuals in connection with a crash on January 21st that killed UNC student Mary Rotunda. 20-year-old Flamia Brewer of Greensboro was the driver of the vehicle that crashed. She faces a dozen charges, including felony death by vehicle, involuntary manslaughter, DWI, and consuming alcohol while underage. Her first court appearance is set for Monday. 21-year-old Brianna Pinson of Greensboro was also in the vehicle. She faces two counts of aiding and abetting the consumption of alcohol by an underage person. And police said their investigation also led to misdemeanor charges against the driver of a separate vehicle. 20-year-old Zachary Rice is charged with speeding, consuming alcohol underage, and driving after drinking underage. He's a redshirt freshman offensive lineman on the UNC football team, and both he and Pinson are due in court March 7th. Other crime news, the Orange County Sheriff's Office has arrested a man in connection with a string of vehicle break-ins in the parking lots of local nature parks. 47-year-old Lamone Slaughter was also wanted for similar crimes in at least three other states. Officials say these crimes may be connected to an organized crime group called the Felony Lane Gang. In a statement, Sheriff Charles Blackwood said thieves often target vehicles parked by trails and gyms where people might be inclined to leave purses and bags behind, so lock valuable items in your trunk or take them with you whenever you leave your vehicles. In Raleigh, WRAL reports State Attorney General Josh Stein is officially challenging Duke Energy's proposed rate hike. The State Utilities Commission signed off on the increase in December, but Stein is arguing that the commission made errors in its decision-making process. Back locally, a few government meetings tonight. Durham County School Board is meeting with the Durham Association of Educators at 5.30. That meeting recently scheduled. The Chapel Hill Carborough School Board meets tonight at 6 in the Lincoln Center. Their agenda includes a public hearing on the Virtual Learning Academy, updates on safety and transportation from Superintendent Nia Hamlet, and discussions on issues ranging from overcrowded schools to the policy for allowing students to have medication on school grounds. And Orange County Commissioners have a work session tonight at 7 and the Southern Human Services Center discussing appointments to various county boards and commissions. The Hillsborough Town Board met earlier this week, and among other things, they signed off on a proposal to extend Chapel Hill's water and sewer boundary further down 15501 to the Chatham County line to allow further development there, including affordable housing. All the municipal governments have to sign off on it. Orange County Commissioners and the Owasa Board still remain. County commissioners, by the way, will be one of the items on your ballot when you head to the polls to vote this primary season. Of course, the general election is already taking shape in the presidential race, with Joe Biden and Donald Trump both on track to win their respective parties' nominations. Recent polls have shown Trump with a slight lead on Biden, especially after last week's report questioning Biden's memory. But Tom Jensen of Public Policy Polling says it's likely going to come down to those voters who currently say they're undecided. We did a poll in California a few weeks ago, and Biden was up by 21, which is not very good because he won the state by 29 in 2020. So even though California is not a swing state, if you're doing eight points worse than you did last time around, that's obviously not going to hold up very well across the country. But what was interesting when we dug in, there was about 10% undecided or so. 
And those people voted for Biden by 60 the last time around. And if everybody who was undecided ended up just voting for who they voted for last time, Biden's lead in California would have gone from 21 up to 27, which is pretty close to the 29 he won by last time. So I think a big part of what is sort of going to determine which direction this goes over the next nine months is are those people who voted for Biden last time who aren't so happy with him right now going to end up coming back in the end? Or do they vote third party or stay home or even in a few cases vote for Trump? That's going to be one of the biggest things that we have to look out for as the election continues to unfold. That's Tom Jensen there. Get the full conversation in the This Morning with Aaron Keck section of our website, chapelborough.com. Worth noting, the Democratic candidate did win a special congressional election in New York this week by about the same margin of Biden's win there in 2020. Jensen says that's another example of Democrats doing well at the actual ballot box in spite of less than stellar polls, but it remains to be seen whether that trend will continue. Of course, last year's municipal election was a big one in our community, too, with three new mayors taking their seats in Chapel Hill, Carborough, and Hillsborough. Jess Anderson, Barbara Fouché, and Mark Bell are no strangers to elected office, but what's been their experience in their first few months as mayors? They all weighed in on 97.9 on the Hill about that two weeks ago, and 97.9 on the Hill's Brighton McConnell has that story. The irony is after you know, eight years of involvement in the community, then eight years as an elected official. I thought I knew what the job was going to entail, but boy, was I wrong. Hillsborough's Mark Bell sat with Carbro's Barbara Fushi and Chapel Hill's Jess Anderson for the Forum on the Hill series earlier this month. Bell said despite having experience as a mayor pro tem, he feels as if he's had to hit the ground running with many broader duties of his new role. It has been um, yeah, very busy regarding you know the usual stuff, which is signing documents and representing the town at functions and planning agendas for meetings, but thinking more strategically about the work of the town rather than just participating in the work of the town. Anderson said in the early days, she's relishing the opportunity to think broadly and continue laying the foundation of helping improve Chapel Hill residents' lives and well-being. The work is not just about work. It's about how does it move our community forward? How do we keep our vision front and center and the people front and center? And I think we do a really good job of that. So I, I really like the collaboration and the strategic thinking. It, it's a place that I that I like to be. Fushi shared similar sentiment, saying she's looking forward to using the role to continue helping other people and to address the community's needs. The Carborough mayor also echoed that busyness of learning the ropes and other transitions her town is experiencing, pointing to Carborough's recent hiring of a new town clerk and ongoing interviews for a new town manager. Despite the hard work in closed sessions and retreats, however, Fushi said she gets the sense this town council will strive to be efficient. She said her hope to be a unifier has already been rewarded with some early exits from meetings, because of quick cooperation on business and discussions. I believe it's the dawning of a new era, uh, changing in, in the culture, you know, of the council and how the council works, you know, and working more efficiently and not being in council chambers at 1130, 12 o'clock at night. Your brain turns Amen. off after a certain time. Changes like tighter meetings and schedules, however, also mean changes by each town's staff as they already work to achieve the municipality's various goals. Bell said so far, having a better view and grasp of the staff's work has been his favorite part of becoming mayor. He said he believes the excellence and expertise they bring to their positions to help Hillsborough function 
is inspiring. Getting to work with people who are really, really good at their jobs is is really exciting and motivating and makes me want to work even harder to make Hillsboro the best place it can be for our residents. Anderson said that team of people and resources to help guide each town is critical. As much as the elected officials rely on each other, they rely on the staff even more, as highlighted by some of the adjustments made during the COVID-19 pandemic. Anderson said seeing everything a mayor had to take on during the last few uncertain years made the job seem daunting and affected her consideration to run. But as Anderson said she realized then and is learning more so now, the role does not rely on individuals' leadership and action. You don't do it alone. We have these amazing organizations set up. We have amazing collaborations, and we have the county that manages these really difficult and stressful and scary events, and we just don't have to take it on alone. Um, That is not what the job is at all, and it's about knowing and having the confidence that you have amazing staff and you have amazing partners. The three towns often cooperate on other projects beyond just emergency response. Each municipality is discussing issues like Chapel Hill's ongoing proposal to extend water and sewer services, the future of the Green Tract, and the Orange County Partnership to End Homelessness. To that end, the mayors are slated to meet with the chair of the county commissioners, James Etta Bedford, in the coming weeks, carrying on a traditional check-in every few months between the four leadership roles. Fushi said as everyone settles in and ramps up the work, she is looking forward to having those opportunities to touch base on projects and for it to feel less ceremonial than when the trio gets together in these earliest days of their tenure. You know, we're all just kind of getting started and, and getting our feet wet as new mayors in the community. So I, I do predict that we'll be communicating a lot more in the future. And I look forward to that. To hear the full Forum on the Hill panel with the new mayors of Orange County, visit chapelboro.com. For 97.9 The Hill... I'm Brighton McConnell. Finally, a couple opportunities for you to weigh in on local government today. Orange County Schools is hosting some public information sessions this week to discuss the current plan for school redistricting. Next one is tonight at 6.30 p.m. at Pathways Elementary School. There's going to be another one next week, Tuesday as well. You can get more details online at orangecountyfirst.com slash reassignment. And the town of Chapel Hill is hoping to build an inclusive playground at the Community Center Park on Estes Drive. They want your feedback on that. They've got a public listening session at the community center this evening from 6 to 8 p.m. You can also get more info and take an online survey on the town's website, townofchapelhill.org. It is time now for sports, brought to you this hour by New Hope Church. Tar Heel women's basketball back on the court tonight, hosting Pitt in Carmichael Arena as they look to snap a four-game losing streak. Carolina will be heavily favored tonight. Pitt is next to last in the ACC with a 1-11 record in conference play. Heels still near the top of the standings despite their four-game losing streak. They do have a few games to make up, though, to get back to the top. Tip-off time is 6 p.m. We've got all the action for you right here on 97.9 The Hill. Also in action 
action today. UNC softball down in Clearwater, Florida for five games this weekend. They get the weekend started by facing 18th-ranked Kentucky at 11 o'clock this morning. UNC baseball season also gets underway this weekend with the Tar Heels hosting Wagner for three games starting tomorrow. Only the fourth season with Scott Forbes as head coach, but he's been around the program long enough to form some lasting bonds. Here's what Forbes' good friend Hubert Davis had to say this week about their relationship. You know, I've known Coach Forbes for a while. Uh, both of our kids went to the same private school, and so that's the first time that we met and started spending time together. And uh, I know a season is upcoming this week, and he's an outstanding coach and does it for the right reasons, not just for baseball, but for the interaction and the growth of each one of his players on and off the court and in the classroom, which I, I think is fantastic. Uh, we also have a connection because of our faith. You know, our our foundation is our faith in Jesus. And so we're able to share that together as well. And my wife knows his wife and our kids know his kids. And um, I'm really excited about the season for him and, and the job that he's already done and the job that his team will do this year. And Super Davis there. Two Diamond Heels earned preseason honors this week. Pitchers Dalton Pence and Matt Poston are on the watch list for the Stopper of the Year Award, which goes to the best reliever in college baseball. And turning to conference news, the ACC wrapped up its winter meeting yesterday with one notable development. The ACC men's and women's basketball tournaments are going to stay at 15 teams next year, even with 18 teams in the league. Three are going to miss out.